E4RK0DE4 FFT7RTVHVFOPVDB. It's July 6, 2022. This is Rare Encounter, encounter number 104. Winding up my rubber band, I'm Abel Kirby. And getting dreamy and creamy, I'm Cold Acid. Delicious with like a with like a milky center, with a milky everything. Mm. Oh, I got a hankering for some uh, dairy ice cream that I did not get satisfied on the weekend because the place where by the cottage where we go for the ice cream did not have my flavor. <laughs> oh no! So they were out. They were out of the black raspberry thunder. My man, black raspberry is also, uh, I, I would say it's of my top two, two flavors. One of them is definitely black raspberry. Uh, and it's got, and it's got crunchy chunks of chocolate in it. That's uh, the thunder. Well, my other favorite is just chocolate. If it's good chocolate. I'm not, so, I'm not it, big on, on plain chocolate ice cream and not because it looks like poop. It's just, <laughs> it doesn't taste right to me compared to just actual chocolate. Well, I think it's just fine. Uh, it's If it's done right, it is one of my favorite flavors. But it sounds like you were getting ice cream on Canada Day. Was this part of a celebration tradition or something of that sort? Not really. It was like anti-tradition. Mm. Tradition has always been to ignore what goes on in town. And this year, this year I went to see the, the parade in town by the cottage and... And we went to the Lions Park because I wanted to see the fireworks, although we left before the fireworks started. Mm. We did have overpriced uh, hamburgers, though. Ah, that's uh, nothing says Canada Day than overpriced hamburgers. <laughs> nothing, nothing says nothing says a Lions outdoor cooking event like overpriced hamburgers. Well, I got to see fireworks for after, after all. You, yeah, you know what happens, right? They they buy the they buy the cheap like the cheap no name brand stuff, and then they charge you like seven bucks for a cheeseburger, and all that extra money goes towards whatever charity like things they're up to. Yeah. Well, I got to see some fireworks on the fourth here for Independence Day, and I did take a drive around town. I was. I knew kind of where they were coming from, and it's always fun for me when you're in a new place. First time you're on Fourth of July, you gotta figure out where the fireworks are, where are people camping out, where do you where do you even park? And we had a little situation in this area where a lot of fireworks shows actually got canceled for some of the smaller towns because the contractors who were uh, going to put them on either ran out of staff or they were just overbooked or they couldn't get supply. There's some some business going on where the um, a whole bunch of towns had their shows canceled within 10 days of uh, of Independence Day. So there was a little scramble. Well, that's not very patriotic of them. No, but, you know, they didn't have enough people who can safely deploy fireworks. And so I don't know what, what to say about that. But some local, some other people picked up some of the contracts and filled in, I'm sure, for a nominal fee. But the, uh, the overall picture around here was there's a couple places... Uh, not the big cities, but uh, the smaller towns, you know, that basically have community events for Independence Day. They uh, they didn't have their fireworks, which is a little unfortunate. Now, the town I'm in did, and I got to see, I could have seen it from my front porch, but I'm a little more adventurous than just sitting on my front porch. So I took a drive around town. I found out they're setting up in a, in a little fairground that's in the middle of town. So I went, found a place to park. And it turns out, um, I don't think I've mentioned this on the air here before, but... The uh, the town I'm in, you can carry alcohol on the street under certain areas. And so I just sat out on the sidewalk, nice. um, sitting with a couple other people on like the public, uh, you know, tables and stuff. And I got a beer and watch, sat back and watched the fireworks uh, away from the crowd uh, with, you know, me and like five or six other strangers all talking about the town. And, uh, had a good, good chat meeting new people. So it was a good time. Yeah. Well, speaking speaking of like not having qualified people doing the fireworks shows, I actually saw a video uh, on uh, No Agenda Social earlier today that shows just what could happen when you have unqualified people setting off a bunch of fireworks. 
Amazingly, nobody died, but a van was completely destroyed. Was this um, kind of like the 4chan hackers footage where they, they say hackers from 4chan and then the van blows up? Is that what it looked like? Who no, is this? No, no, it was a bunch of people on, the, on their lawn and somebody set off a firework sideways <laughs> and it went blowing into where they had all the other fireworks piled up. Inside a van or just near it? Ne right behind the van. Like, they must have they must have just, like, opened up the van, took out all the boxes, closed the van back up, and just left all the boxes right by there. Man, that's a lucky shot, then. I don't know, I don't know if this has audio or not, but we can find but out. But we're about to find out. Wow. All right. Wow. Run! Motherfucking bootleg fireworks. Oh, it's going to be right <laughs> <laughs> Get the water! It's not gonna work. Who did that? That's good. You gotta put it in the shoe. Oh. <laughs> this is fantastic! <laughs> now that's oh a 4th of July! <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you a yay for that. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be that good. <laughs> yes. Good job. Jeez. That must have been a lucky shot to uh to set off the chain reaction, you know. Combo. Well the fir the first one it went off like it even sounded like machine gunish, right? And you see like all these little bits going in every direction at the at the crowd there and towards the boxes where they had the fireworks piled up and it's like who did that and then the the one that went for the other fireworks well it just set the fuckers all off at once <laughs> it reminds me of a of another video i've seen for there's a lot of these but there's a really lucky shot or unlucky i don't know it depends on which side of the shot you're on where there's a couple folks, and they might be in, like, Russia or so. I don't know where the hell they are. But they're in some big sky-rise, brutalist-looking uh, sky-rise apartment on a balcony. And they have a firework, and they're going to set it off. And they and across, I don't know, it must be uh, a couple thousand feet away, there's another high-rise um, apartment building with, you know, just – it looks like a, a matrix of windows on the other side. And one of the windows is open, and they light the rocket, and of course it pops up, and it travels in a ballistic arc, and it flies right into the the open window on the other side and blows up in the apartment. <laughs> so this is, uh, I don't know, if it's a danger uh, to uh, to leave your windows open on, uh, on the 4th, but it's uh, certainly an interesting video to watch. I guess exploding, yeah. exploding in my own living room would be bad uh, for me, but it's kind of funny from this side of the camera. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what else? Uh, you know what else was uh, a big show of fireworks recently? Uh, what? The Georgia Guidestones. What? No, I, I haven't heard about this. Yeah. Seriously, you haven't heard? Of Somebody went and blew up the one of the. Uh, one of the Georgia Guidestones and and did a bunch of damage to the capstone. And then the the Georgia Bureau of Investigation is investigating. But after they finished up on the scene, uh, the, the municipality that hosts them just sent in the wreckers to knock the rest down. So victory? I don't know. This is yes. Is victory, this, victory against the Illuminati. Finally, someone took down a. They've been trying to take down all these other statues. Finally, they took down something they should have. Jeez. Yeah. Oh well. No, I had not heard of that. Although I can't say th that this is the first time anyone's mentioned just blowing that thing up. Uh, it's a lot of heartache over it, and the the message it holds isn't exactly uh, the message everyone uh, that we believe in. So. No, I, I mean, it's, I uh, mean the whole like. The whole eugenics thing and the and like the restricted population, like who gets to choose who breeds? The Georgia Guidestones. Did they ever find out who built those things? Nope, they still don't know. All all we know is that some guy who was using like this Masonic pseudonym 
was fronting the money for a whole bunch of anonymous millionaires or billionaires. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like some weird sex club thing, you know, like uh, like one of the billionaire clubs. I think you're right. The uh, It sort of smacks of a couple different people that I could think of. And uh, Who's to say? Yeah, they could all be involved. De- some devos, some... Uh, what are those other places where they like oh, the to As- gather? The and, Aspen and Club. Plot. They just had a big uh, meeting in Aspen, Colorado, too. Uh, in the middle of the summer, they like to hang out there. Yeah, there's a couple of those. Servo thinks that Devo is part of it. Yeah, could be. I doubt that. I doubt that very much because... Devo isn't about evolution. It, they're about devolution. <laughs> they're they're about whipping it good. Sorry, not Servo. Sir Bemrose. Sir Bemrose. You know, Devo... I, now that, that's a, I wonder if we could analyze some Devo lyrics and, uh, and decide if they were capable of writing the Georgia Guidestone text. Do you think we could do that? Do I you think, have some lyrics for us to review? Yeah, I think we could do... Um, I don't know, like whip it. It's 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 a stupid bit. It's already dead because it's taking me too long to find the f- stupid lyrics. When a I've problem got ge- comes, I've along, got genius.com up. <clears throat> According it, to the band, Whip It was inspired by the poems in Thomas Pynchon's novel Gravity's Rainbow. Now whip it into shape. Shape it up. Get straight. Go forward. Move ahead. Try to detect it. It's not too late to whip it. I don't know. They could have. When a good time comes around, you must whip it. You will never live it down unless you whip it. No one gets away until they whip it. Yeah, that's uh, that's some uh, deep left-wing bullshit right there. No one gets away until they whip it. What if I don't want to be there whipping it? I must whip well, it? Well, you better whip it anyway. <laughs> I'm more of a Pringle Packet guy myself. Just, just saying. <laughs> Do you ever see? No, oh, let me let me explain the the reference here because I just realized you might not get it. Um, did you ever? No, have, I've heard of whippets. No, I'm talking about. Pringle. I've never had them, but I know of them. I'm talking about Pringle packs. You don't Pringle know Pringle packs. packs are. I've had Pringles. Yeah, but you don't I've know had Pringles. Pringle. I've had Pringles out of a little tube, and I've had them out of like this uh, this like flattened side cylinder thing that's little and short. Did you or ever, this has nothing to do with the with the uh, with the mashed potato chips at all, does it? Uh, no, this is this is a product that they actually advertise that you could buy. It's an accessory to Pringles, just in case. You an didn't... Exce- How do you accessorize <laughs> a food? It is called the Pringle Pack, and it's a plastic wallet that's in a saddle shape, and it's just scaled to put Pringles in, so you can put. <laughs> 25 maybe 10 pringles uh inside this little pringle pack this little pringles wallet and you can put it in your pocket and carry your (laughs) chips around um without crushing them and they advertise this is this is like this is like the the physical incarnation of first world problems and so Anyway, they ran this ad incessantly when I was a kid. It was on TV, you know, Cartoon Network. It was between uh, shows on, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. It was one of the standard breaks from that era. And the song that they played was an adaptation of Whip It by Devo, and it was Pringle Packet. Da, 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 you must pack it. You know, <laughs> it's, it's fucking terrible, oh right? Oh, my God. Going yes, here to there. Pringle Packet. It was really <laughs> bad, but it was a Devo tie-in uh, for this stupid bullshit they were selling. It's it's hilarious, too. That you know? is... <laughs> I mean, a potato chip container, you know, it's it, it's great, you know. You gotta go watch the uh, the commercial if you want to get retro 90s. It might have been early, uh, earlier. No, it must have been late 90s. It had been 90s. Yeah. Well, you know, fashion does... They do weird things in fashion. <laughs> um... There apparently, was... apparently, Carolyn Blaney did an image search for us and found something. Now, I think she was shopping. And what she found, well, well they're packing something, but I don't think it's Pringles. Yeah, they have, um, Carolyn Blaney was shopping for new clothes and um, happened upon this, uh, this webpage, and it has all the new styles. <laughs> And she she sent it to me because I had a request for clown things. I said, I'm looking for the clown trend this summer. And so this is 
uh, Moschino, which is selling a bunch of uh, fashionable clothes, all priced in Canadian dollars. And the collection called Power Pop is clown clothes. And I put a couple selections inside my show notes so that you could look at them. And they don't really have names, unfortunately. Uh, if you roll over them, you know, it's just called sink, uh, silk t-shirt or it's just called skirt one or whatever. They're, they don't have any funny names. So unfortunately, they didn't do any of that work for us. But yeah, they, they're basically clown clothes. This is you can dress like a clown for um, one thousand five hundred fifty Canadian dollars. You can have a clown shirt. Completely. Or I could have a clown pencil dress and knee high boots. <laughs> that would be something to see. Uh, I think you should wear that to the next uh, rare, rare encounter hog. What's it called? Rare hog meetup with the. I, I'm I'm sorry. That's that's this weekend. That's a little too soon to to wear these. Oh, you'll have to get uh you'll have to get to make your own clown clothes. <laughs> I'm trying to post the damn link in chat. That's why I keep stumbling. I can't speak and uh, deal with technical problems at the same time. But uh, I think this is very interesting, and I'm not even making a joke about it. The fact that these are literally clown clothes, or it's styled to make it look like you're wearing clown clothes. Some some of them have like fake buttons that are just painted on. Some of the legs. Uh, some of, the, some of them have, like, fake everything just painted on. Yep. They have fake um, Like, would it patches? be so difficult to add a real, a real like, uh, collar and cravat? One of them does. At least one of them has a real collar, but some of them have fake collars, too. That's just interesting. Interesting little uh, data point in our search for clown stuff. Well, and if this is what, con if this is what's considered fashionable... Well, I'm so fucking glad to not be fashionable because there's no way you would catch me dead wearing any of this. It has a quick buy button, but uh, I don't know. I think they cost too much. Someday when the clown clothes are cheaper, I'll buy them. But I wanted to... I still won't. I want to continue uh, this search for clowns on here. So I, I put an invite out on No Agenda Social for people to contact you or I with uh, clown-related spot sightings uh, because it seems like clowns are in in a subtle way they're not in in you know they're not on uh primetime tv but they're sort of they're not lingering not at the fringes you're, you're not creeping windows waiting to like drag you into the sewers or anything yeah it's this like time. a it's like a fringe thing it's just in the periphery now but soon enough that clown will be full front and center full frontal so I just want frontal clownage. I just want to track that. And so uh, if you're listening to Rare Encounter, you can send, uh, send me a message on No Agenda, no agenda Social or able at ablekirby.com will get me. Uh, send me an email with uh, your clown sightings. It could be a clown thing that you spot somewhere, or it could be someone who's literally dressed like a clown. Uh, shoot a picture. We'll put it on the show and discuss what it means to, the, to society as a whole. Um. On rareencounter.net, you can find most of the stuff on the show. There's also some other ways of contacting us and donating to the show. And uh, we also have a chat room you can get on on uh, irc.zeronode.net. You can get in the Rare Encounter chat room and chat along with us. We also accept uh, donations because we're a value for value show, which means we don't charge you anything to listen to it. But if you enjoy any of the stuff we talk about, then you can send us a boost, boostagram using a value for value uh, podcast app. If you're using a modern podcast app that supports that, if you are using a podcast app that doesn't support it, get a better app. Um, and we also have some uh, capability of doing PayPal at the time, too, if you want to be old fashioned. Uh, Cold Acid, do we have boosts, boostograms to read through? We do. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got uh, we got we got three boosts for today's show and I'll read them out in order and then. But first, I will say who our executive producer is. Our executive producer for tonight's show is none other than Booberry, Mothman of the Miniocalypse. Boostberry. Boostberry is at Boostbury. it again. Boostberry. Yep. He is hitting it again. So starting off, our first, uh, our first uh, boost donation for tonight's show was 8888 sats from none other than the lovely clumbled's hunting carolyn blaney who sent us the message yo happy canada day cold acid happy
Happy Independence Day, Abe Kirby. Looking forward to Rare Encounter tonight. Break a leg. Ow, I broke my leg. Ooh, Ooh you do that's that to gotta me? hurt. Okay. <laughs> no, thanks, Carolyn. This is great. She, yeah. She was followed up by uh, Lavish, who sent in 1111 sats, and he says, Behind you! <gasps> <laughs> hey, he's not there. You're not there behind me, Lavish. And that was or from, is it Lavash? That was from Fountain, by the way, and uh, Carolyn's was from Curiocaster, just filling in the gaps here. Ah, uh, okay. And Finally, the- yep, last but not least was... 9,999 sats, niner, 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 from Boobery, who did not send in a message, apparently. Yes, the silent but deadly Boobery, who uh, is our executive producer. So thank you, uh, Boobery, for the boost. I like that you've settled on the name Boo-Burry, because one of the things that I put together, and here's a second honor for Boobery here, is... In the time between the last episode, I went through and actually put together a Rare Encounter boost and streaming sats leaderboard, which I've uh, shared among a couple different people. I don't know if I really posted it in public, but the um, uh, maybe I did. I don't know if anyone saw it or not, but there's a Rare Encounter leaderboard now that's tracking streams. So if you're just streaming the app accounts, if you're doing a boost without a boostagram. Um, that also gets counted, and if you send us a boostagram, which is a boost with a little message attached, like the ones we just read, um, then those all get combined into like a lifetime total uh, sat sent to the show from any method that we know of, and uh, it tallies up the top nine, so rank one through nine, and uh, number one is Boobery at 152,000. And 89 sats, and that that counter is about to just jump up a little bit. But uh, I have to go hit a button in another room to make an update, so it's not automatic now, yet. Can I can I make a suggestion for this? Sure. Flush that column to the right. Um. Yeah. I and you should do the do same for rank column as well. I was gonna play with that, but I was more concerned with getting. Uh, what I found out was that I was sorting the names wrong a little bit uh, through. So it needs uh, some work. It needs to be automated, so maybe it updates on a cycle. Um, I'm, I just need to have the the part that I'm missing is the part where the FTP, I it, through Python, invoke uh, either my FTP client or do the file transfer to update the website, because that's how I'm doing it right now, is I generate the HTML pretty automatically with Python, but then I have to get the latest one and pop it up on the web server. So so gener- generate the file and then, and then do system or whatever it is to to run a a command uh like a like a shell command to sftp the file up yeah it it just which i need to get i need to get a public key from you so i can add you uh into the into the login for the rare encounter site okay Absolutely. Uh, let's do that after the show. Yeah. Um, just running down the list at rank number two, there's Sir Spencer, and below that's Carolyn. Number four is Cotton Gin. Five is DeLorean. And then number six is UBM, which is the now famous unknown boosting maniac. That's the name that my software attributes to, or it, it, when, when there's no name in the name field, that's what it pops in there. And then there's a couple strings that are just random strings. I don't know who these people are, but they're boosting us a lot. So number seven and number nine are uh, just random uh, ASCII strings. So thank you, random ASCII strings. I don't think they're exactly, I don't think they're really that random. They're probably the ID from something on their own nodes. Yeah, it's, mm, I don't, I don't know. It's something a uh, mystery to be solved. And then Harv Hat uh, came in at number eight, I should say, at about 12,000 sats, 12,142. Now, one yeah, of- but he's, ab- he's about to be he's about to be passed by VVR4RK0DE4FFT7RTVHVFOPVDB. You said Try it. saying that five times fast. Yes. Uh, you know, his mother was very cruel to him. That's all I have to say. One of the big problems with That's this, true. I've heard I've heard Dave Jones over at Podcasting 2.0 complain about this, and some other people complain about it, is that people keep changing their usernames. So when 
Booberry would not be rank one if I just used the text boo-dash-burry because he keeps sending stuff. Sometimes it's boo, sometimes it's boob, sometimes it's boo space burry. You know what I mean? There's a bunch of aliases yeah. in the the main work of the leaderboard was setting up everyone's stupid alias because everyone is boosting under multiple names and sometimes apps affix a uh, an at symbol before the name and so you have to strip those out if you see them and uh, it's a lot of manual work just now, to maintain that you know doesn't the transaction doesn't the transaction like include an actual sender you, identifier no no. No, you can see the node that it arrived from, but you do not have a unique sender ID unless they put it inside a TLV record. Fun fact. Oh, well, that's a so, little problem. Yeah, so you can see what channel it came in through, but you can't see anything beyond that because it's onion routed. It's very interesting. So, but when you send a, uh, if you send, say, a key send payment through the Lightning Network, and now this is turns, I guess, into the technical discussion of, uh, of the show. Usually, we save this for stuff for Ablecraft. But the um, when you send the record, you have the full route through all the different nodes you hit and what the fees were and everything. You have all those details. But if you're on the receive side, you only see the last hop, and there's no unless the sender tells you who they are. You can't tell. It's very interesting. Yeah. Now, I believe that some, uh, at least one app, I remember seeing something on uh, on Podcast Index Social a while ago that an app was actually going to send along in an additional field the actual, like, user identifier for a user. So that way, even if they changed their name, you'd still be able to tie together all their, all their boosts but I'm not sure if they actually went through with that or if I'm misremembering things or what. Yeah, I don't think that's in there. There's, it currently is a, uh, a standard for what the podcasting 2.0 TLV record is. There's other, um, there's other TLV records you can affix. There's actually a little registry of them you can go and find out. So different chat programs have their own protocols. But the one that podcasting 2.0 uses, I don't think it has a unique ID besides the um, the name. It's uh, yeah one of those things. Oh well, <clears throat> it's fun though. I mean, I've been I maintain a little um, Python class which basically just reads in boostograms and it sifts through all the attached TLV records and puts the fields in the right place so that you can you know use structured data. You take the the output of a dump from your um, from your node database and turn it into structured data you can do things like sort and search and filter and you know do things like make a leaderboard so wow it's like using powershell but without using powershell yeah well i do actually use powershell to to run most of the stuff by the way so as you know <laughs> I powershell and python yes as i know well we've got a couple other things to talk about besides lightning and uh and uh, Independence Day. Uh, yeah, I got some, I got some video game stuff to bring up. Yeah, that, you... uh, that's been put off for several weeks. Why did you hit me with that? I found out about this new. Well, I'm not sure if it's new. This uh, this uh, game console. I don't know or game video gaming table. It's called the Pain Station. The Pain what? The pain station. The pain station. It sounds like something yes. in a chiropractor's and it office. Run, yes, it's at the it's at the Computerspiel Museum in Berlin, which is the Computer Games Museum. If you know, if you don't know German, okay. Now we have it as three words. In German, it's one word: Computerspiel Museum. <laughs> okay, the pain station. Okay, and yes. It runs Windows XP. And on opposing sides of the screen, it looks like there's a button, a slot for something, and a dial. Sexy. Yeah. Apparently, it was originally an art installation. Can where... Ah, here we go. Originally an art installation, the Pain Station is ostensibly a two-player game based on Pong. A ball bounces between bats controlled by players, each with one hand on a dial to move the bat and another on a worrying-looking pad. 
lose, and there is every chance the game will dispense an electric shock, a bit of heat, or a thwack to the back of one's hand with a whip. <laughs> Snatch away your hand and you lose. Stick with it, and the levels of punishment can ramp up as a losing streak continues. Oh boy. This actually sounds it's interesting. A, it's a fucking multiplayer gom jabbar. <laughs> That's good. I like it. Does it have a ball whacker? If you, if you lose too much, you know, it kind of pops you. Or like it maybe it does, say, it does say like it does say like this thing that where you put your hand it'll it can zap you it can burn you or it's got this little whip attachment that'll smack you on the back of the hand with it. <laughs> it's, it's um yeah I think it could step on your toe that would be my uh my improvement to it. No one likes to get stepped on uh, have their toe stepped on the pain station. Yeah, yeah I found that I found this pretty pretty neat. I I was attracted to it because of the headline. Yeah. But then finding out about what it actually is uh, made it uh, pretty interesting as well. And there's some neat stuff they've got there. They've got a couple of old computers that are playing a game of Ludo against each other. They've got they've got an emulation of the PDP one Space War. Okay. You know it's got all this. Uh, all this, like, neat stuff that if I ever went to Germany, I would have to check out. Hmm. Yeah, maybe someday. Maybe <laughs> someday. There's a probable I'll end up in Europe sometime soon, so I don't know. Maybe someday sooner than I think. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah, well, we'll keep that. I'll keep that under my hat for a little while. Um, I was playing some video games. I've got some commentary on, yeah. on VG, as I like to call them. Vidya. Oh, do you? Yeah, I was uh, out on itch.io, um, and I actually had, I was playing around actually with Ubuntu uh, Studio. Uh, it, uh, we've had a long time goal of getting podcasting to actually work properly on Linux of, a, of any sort, and Ubuntu Studio seems like the, uh, the forerunner since it's allegedly designed to do audio, but unfortunately it just doesn't. It doesn't handle everything uh, that that we needed to handle, but I was still playing with it. And again, on different I, things. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If people would, if people would fund me to greater than my actual salary, <laughs> I will spend spend a year using that money to create a computer operating system designed for podcasting. Jeez, and but you want to raise to do it is what you're saying. Not well, even. I want to be. Move. I want to be able to, you know, like pay my mortgage and eat, right? While I'm doing while I'm doing this, because because if I'm doing this, I'm not going to be able to work. Yes, I understand the feeling of having uh, too many things. Too many things uh, get in the way of the projects you wish you could do. But I was goofing off after I gave up getting uh, some of the audio drivers to work. I started saying, well, you know, I want to see how games run on Linux these days, and I don't want to buy anything or try and load too much Windows software on. Though I did try with a couple different older games and uh, Windows executables with Wine, and, and I got much further along than I did last time I was playing around with Wine. It seems, I don't know if the... Um, if something with it's improved or not, but the last time I was playing with that, it just seemed like every other thing I threw it, it didn't work at all. And now it seems like everything I do just works out of the box. So I enjoyed that I think that you can probably thank Valve for that. Yeah. Video because, because, well, because Steam Deck runs Linux and it's supposed to be able to run like all these like Windows exclusive games as well. And I believe they've been doing that with their own fork of wine and feeding their changes back upstream yeah it that if that's it then i applaud them because it's a good experience these days i never thought i'd say it but you could actually play some interesting games on linux and what i also played with was the itch.io um launcher so they have a product where you can get basically a steam-like experience where you download their stupid uh manager and then you can go and pick stuff off their website and with one button, download it and quote unquote, install it. 
uh, even if it's just HTML5 games and things. So I was just screwing around with, uh, I have a laptop set up that I don't care about right now. So I'm uh, just throwing stuff on it to see what happens. And that was actually pretty good too. I was picking out like strategy games. I played, um, it's it's kind of like a bonkers RTS game, like a simple one called Pizza Tactics. Have you ever heard of Pizza Tactics? No, I haven't. Well, I've been playing some Pizza Tactics. Let me tell you. The control on it is um, the whole game takes place inside a circle. And then you pick sectors of the circle. Instead of selecting your units with a square, like you might do in StarCraft, you left-click and hold and select your units with a square. You select everyone with a pizza slice by by pulling out a little angular sector. And so there's always this this weird ambiguity when you're selecting or t- commanding people to move. You kind of command them to move to an angle, not to a uh, to a point. And it's just, it's dumb, it's simple. Uh, there's... Almost nothing to it after you uh, you learn like the two or three rules about resource management, which is nothing, you know. Uh, and you basically take over the other guy's base and uh, that's it. That's all you really do. But it's strangely addictive. I was playing this thing and I think it implanted some idea in my brain because I'm playing pizza tactics. I'm sitting around at home doing nothing. And I say, you know what? I haven't ordered a pizza in a while. I think I should get a pizza. So I bought a pizza and played pizza tactics. Oh, they got to you. I got it. I'm getting hypnotized. Yeah. Yep. So I just I just checked uh, my dashboard, and it looks like it looks like up until the end of last week, people were still almost daily coming and checking out Re Huff and stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's interesting. I've never I've never even considered that since uh, we. We, we pushed that online onto someone else's plate, and then I, I haven't thought about it since. There's still some things that I want to want to clean up about it, but uh, mm-hmm. really, here the game you need to try is Rod One Out. <laughs> Rod One Out? This sounds like a dirty game. Rod One Out. No, this is the game that uh, that me and my pal Zalman did Rod for... Uh, for uh, Toe Jam this year. Oh, yeah, this is the GOAT. This is the GOAT, um... William yeah, the, Henry the Forsyth game. The one named after Gwyff. Yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. Rod one out. There are dirty games on itch though. Did you know that? There are. There oh are. no, I know that for sure. Um I I have enjoyed a few of them. Uh-oh. I'm not going to say which, but I have. <laughs> uh now you're gonna make me guess. I'm gonna have to go and look that up, but paging through them, a lot of them seemed like they were the 3D poser graphics, which I, I don't know. Yes, I'm, those ones I don't go anywhere near because those those soulless dead faces are <laughs> just like you know, the sh- that that's like what nightmares shit out. Yes, we've got. Um, I'm just going through some of these adult furry Metroidvania platformer with NSFW pixel art. That's a winner for a title if I have ever heard one. That's the title, not a description? No, that's the whole title. That's the title of the game. Um, what the fuck? Wow, there's a lot of, like, My Little Pony crap on here. Wow. Yeah, why am I doing this again? There's a lot again? of bronies in the, in the indie game scene. A lot of elves? I see a lot of elves, okay. Um, and, uh, I don't know, I'm not seeing anything. <laughs> I don't know what you're playing, man. There, I don't there's, see anything there's an me. amazing number of, uh, there's an amazing number of, like, uh, RPG Maker Eroge RPGs. Oh, yeah, I should put RPG Maker in there. You know, I don't know. Who who played, like, Dragon Quest Two and said, wow, I gotta beat off to this? Where, where did that come from? Uh, probably Toriyama's fan base. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you know what? I had something I forgot to put my notes. Um, and I'm gonna have to Uh-oh. slip it in here. It was a... Uh, Slip it in here, eh? Yeah, it was something that I completely forgot about. It it was that Gynix, who's doing some interesting things now, but um, they had... Oh, God, I don't think I have the picture. No, they did a Strip Majon game that had yeah. all the characters from Gynix properties, but it was uh, branded. It was, you know, official. And so they had, you know, all the, the evangelion characters oscar and ray and all that and they had the gunbuster girls and everything you know what they had as a as one of did the they have levels? misty may or what her name is from uh from otaku no video 
Uh, they may, but that's not the one that I was trying to get. And I'm, fuck, I don't have it. I, I lost this thing. Uh, maybe I saved it to Dropbox. Maybe I did that. No, you know what one of the stages was? Gendo Akari. Oh, here you go. I oh, Lord. It. And so I want to get this in front of your nose so you can comment on it. This is the, uh, the Gendo art from the Gendo stage. And I think it's just fabulous. Uh, do you have my notes open? I am refreshing them as we speak. All right. Well, I'm just and gonna... I'm I'm scared. I'm scared of what I'm about to see. Well, I'm just gonna pop that right in at the top, uh, and you can go uh, enjoy. Is <laughs> the Gendo Akari strip level from Strip Majag? It's Gendo. So he's there. In, Let in me the know first... when to refresh it's again. There. It's there. Refresh. Da 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 da. Come on, man. That Canadian da, da, internet's da, da, not da. that bad. Gendo. No, it's not my internet that's bad. It's uh, Synology that's slow. Oh, well, maybe. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, you like that one? Jesus. He's a classy man in a <laughs> not very met- that, much class. That, sir, ain't right. So there's that the- ain't right one bit. I just want to point out, I did not know this, but there is official, um, I don't know, what would you call it? Like, lewd art of Gendo from from evangelion it's not Lou. it's dude, like a model you know dude, it's like rule he's in a, 34 okay rule 34 it's not though it's official this is by gynax they put this shit out yes yeah, because gynax would do that for for the listeners who don't see this it is kind of like um a uh a glamour you know male mag i don't know it'd be like a playgirl kind of uh spread of gendo akari in some different poses it's a uh, Maybe we'll put that in the show art so you can see it. It's going. It's going in the. It's going in the show notes because we've talked. We've talked about it enough that it has to. <laughs> yeah. Huh. This I, is some interesting looking art. Jessica's Curse, sexy <laughs> roguelike RPG. I don't know what that is. Are you on itch.io? Yes. Well, uh, that's all I had. There, there weren't any other games I wanted to mention. Lust Break. Most of them were really bad. Instead of, instead of limit break. Uh-huh. 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 I, I'm disappointed, though. There uh-huh. is a feature of um, itch.io that's really missing, and that's the ability to, to filter tags. So if you're um, going and trying to find a game that you might want to play, like, I want to look for an RPG, but I don't want fucking pixel art or RPG maker. You know, I'm looking for something that's a little yeah. different than the millions. Or of I want, I want an erotic game that is not packed full of gay furries. Why would you want that? <laughs> the, um, that's the best part, man. That's like, because I, because I want to get, I want to get an itch page that has no results. Yes. It seems like that's all they have on there, but I don't. Anyway, that's my. Uh, I actually played video games. I haven't played video games in it feels like a year, two years, maybe. Maybe the first couple days um, when there was really nothing to do while I was in Maryland uh, after they closed all the the malls and stores, I played a shitload of Final Fantasy, and that's the last time I really got, you know, completely lost and carried away in a video game, and that was kind of fun i was i used to listen to joe rogan back when he had an rss feed i put that on and then i just grind final fantasy and my lesson from that was that in the early days i had a lot of trouble playing jrpgs especially grindy ones because they were so damn boring you just do the same thing over and over and over but since podcasting was invented if you put on a podcast where you're doing it it's you know just brain dead stuff and you don't care you're listening to the podcast there's you my know tip. what? You know what the you know what you know what game is made for podcasting? What? Progress Quest. <laughs> is the Tell me what Progress Quest is. You remember you don't remember about Progress Quest? I remember well, I, Idol this. RPG and some other ones. Yes, it's a, it's a, it's the Idol MMORPG. Oh god. <laughs> is this one that you play in IRC? No. It's a it's a Windows app. Okay. We used to So have... you download it and you run it and the game plays for you. Hmm. Oh, there's a web version of it now. You can you can play Progress Quest in the browser. Interesting. Yeah. You know what else you can play in the browser? Your mom. Jessica's curse. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, yep. uh, yes you can. Uh, made with Unity, it says. 
There was a um, Idle RPG was the name of an IRC based RPG where you join the channel and then you don't talk or say anything in the channel. And the longer you say Idle in the channel, that's your your status on IRC was Idle. Then the uh, the more you leveled up and continued the you know it would put you through battles and stuff and tell you if you won or not. But it's just one of that those was things. on IRC Highway. No, I think it was on. It was a channel either on Ryzen or it was on another old channel that I used to go on that I won't mention. Okay. Just because, uh, the, the, yeah, for a reason. It's not because it's bad. <laughs> it's not because it's bad, but it's. Uh, I'm, I'm not here to out myself. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we have in the rundown? Let's talk about some other stuff. Uh, there's a bit more video game news. All right. What do you uh, got? That I saw in your notes. Oh, the Doom. Yeah. Yes, Doom now runs on Lego bricks. So this was a guy named James Brown uh, at Ancient James on Twitter who had a mod for a Lego brick where he put a little screen inside it with a display, you know, like a like a display screen. And it fits in what's essentially a four by a two by two Lego brick, but he has the kind with the the slant on the front, you know, so it's uh, it's four dots on the bottom and two dots on the top. I don't know what the the technical name for those things are, but yeah, I don't know the technical name for them either. But uh, I remember a lot of a lot of them decorated as screens back in the days of the old space sets. Yeah, and control panels and things like that. Well, this is a real yeah. control panel that you can kill Satan on and travel to hell because you can run Doom on this little screen. And so they have a picture of a Lego minifig playing Doom, and it's a it's actually a video if you go to the the page yeah, on twitter and I've, I've got it here i'm gonna play it yeah this sounds terrible but you can kind of make out if you squint what's going on on this thing yeah you can't really see anything. oh wow yeah you can you know I'm, I'm looking and yeah it's i mean yeah it's it's shit quality because it's like little dots on a on a little screen inside a lego brick but you can definitely tell it's doom huh yeah, it's a, I don't know if it's fun to listen to, but it's just another thing in the the vast library of odd places that you can yeah. find Doom. Now you can play Doom while you're playing Legos. Yeah. <laughs> you can play yeah, you can play Doom on a calculator. No, here here's somebody here's a response to that uh, original lead. Doom can run on a calculator, pregnancy test, and even on a Lego brick. Doom is still unable to run on a Chromebook somehow. Yeah. Well, you know what that means. It means the Chromebook must not be a computer. <laughs> I think that is a true statement. Checks out. <laughs> That's true. Though I think you could play Doom in a browser, so I'm not sure where they, they get that. Um, let's see what I got in my rundown. Uh, we had some anime to talk about. I watched uh, Strike Witches. New episode, Strike Witches, Yay! Luminous Witches. And I, I actually watched it without taking screenshots because I wanted to enjoy it. My intention was to go back earlier today and take a bunch of screenshots, but I didn't get to it. So I did watch it, uh, but I didn't didn't do the second watch just to take all the screenshots. But it was... Well, tell us all about it. Very, <laughs> tell me every single plot point. What happened? No, this is... It started with a little bit of action, and it started with the... Uh, uh, just some scenes of, you know, reenactments of some famous World War II uh, events. So they had the, Dun I'm, it was, I think the Dunkirk evacuation is what it was supposed to be. And they had some various, um, you know, minor characters and strike witches flying around. Uh, some of the new characters, I think, were in that. It was hard to tell what was going on. And then they went into the story and the character introductions, and it was away from the war for a while. So they, aside from generals in the war room talking about what we're going to do with the war uh you didn't see any action so it's uh definitely set away from where the normal strike witches uh purview is but they're in the middle of london is where the the story picks up at the first episode and there's a couple different characters all meet each other and it seems like they're all destined to be part of this strike witches luminous witches um what's basically a uso kind of band you know they're gonna go on tour and be a morale um unit and all of the characters now in strike witches all the characters are usually based on uh famous pilots ace pilots from different countries and uh, sometimes other famous people sometimes they just straight up pull people from history and they'll show up in the show like they've had uh Patton shows up as himself uh rommel shows up as himself uh, a couple times and 
there's uh, all sorts of fun nods and winks to historical events in there. This one, all of the characters are based on singers, famous singers from the area. So they have like a character, Virginia Robertson, which is um, modeled off from Janine Robinson, who uh, I listened to some of her her recordings. She seems to be a Scottish uh, folk singer. And like who seems to be the this older woman who seems like she's going to be the uh, the leader character is based off from James Stewart, for example. And there's a character based off Joe Stafford and they're trying to figure out what to do. And what's interesting is they mix one all... based on Marlene Dietrich. There's one based on uh, a lot of different singers. I don't have the list in front of me, unfortunately, but there's a. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of potential here. They did not spoil the the one thing that I was worried about with Luminous Witches was would be that they would do J-pop insert songs where it wasn't styled right for the era or st- it wasn't the right temperament for the kind of um, music of the era. You know, if it was all poppy. Holy shit. I, I'm looking through this. I, I recognized kind of one of the names. Yep. And one of these girls... Is an XP of Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, I just said that. <laughs> oh it, yeah, you did. Yep, and she's kind of the leader of the of the pack, or what seems like she's going to be the leader of the pack. The um, well, he did he retire a major general. They they have a um, they have a unit they're putting together, and it's kind of like they're putting the band together, and no one's really sure what they're going to do yet. But the 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 end of the first episode has them all on a collision course to to meet each other and uh actually get something going so we're looking forward to that but it was a lot of setup and not a lot of plot so i don't know maybe progress quest uh like you said earlier maybe that's a good uh, description of what the plot is because they kind of got some stuff going but it nothing really happened uh which i'm patient i'm just happy to see strike witches on the screen and uh i'll be looking forward to next week airs next sunday it sounds like yeah hopefully hopefully there'll be some uh some nice 40s music with uh, anime characters. Now, what they did for this episode is they the insert song was Amazing Grace, or at least the melody was, but it had different lyrics. And the lyrics were in Japanese, and they weren't just a translation of Amazing Grace. It was a different song with a different topic, which is kind of interesting. I didn't expect that. I didn't realize that because in the, the clips of the song were in the trailer, but I did not have the translation. So... Now that I see the subtitles, it's very different songs. So they did something unusual already, which is I'm cautiously optimistic that this is going to be better than I thought it was. Of course, Shaft is animating it and has a decent budget and some good publicity now. So we'll see if they follow through. And we'll see a lot of cocked heads then, I suppose. Did you see all of the news from Anime Expo this year? No, I hold on. I... I made a mistake when I was talking about uh, Jimmy Stewart earlier. He didn't retire a major general. He he retired from the Air Force as a brigadier general and was and was promoted on the retired list. Um, they had a couple announcements. Yeah, going going back, I I didn't I I mean I saw a few of the things that get mentioned because. Because they were posted or RT'd by Cool Boy Mew, but I didn't really follow along all the announcements or anything. There's a couple interesting ones. Uh, the first one that I thought was the weirdest was Panty Stocking, Panty Stocking Garter Belt is back. PSG. They're going to do another season of that Seriously? one. Seriously? Like oh, that my. one? That one came out of left field. Of all the things, I thought I'd get a season and, two. And that how long it. is it? How long has it been since? Uh, since? The previous season of PSG, it's been at least five years. Oh, it's been longer than that, man. It's, I think it aired on Adult Swim like five years ago. It's an old show at this point. It was Gynix did it, and uh, and it had a flair to it. Yeah, the, when it when it when it came out originally, that was still that was still before uh, Kadwa Shoujo was released. Jeez, yeah. So that's an old one. It's a weird one to bring back, but uh, I guess it got popular enough. That they think they can make some more money off it, I guess. I don't know. I suppose. So, I think that was the the biggest weird announcement. There was also a um, Trigun 
trailer that dropped for like a 3D CG, I think, Trigun. I don't know. It's yeah, I like heard it. about. I saw. I saw a bit of news on that. I did not see the trailer itself. Yeah, I watched it, and it's like a cam rip of the people in the hall as the trailer co comes out. And as soon as everyone notices it's Vash the Stampede, everyone's cheering, right? But it's not a. Yeah. It's not quite. My reaction to it was okay. It's another stupid thing. Um, I guess they had try. It was Trigun Stampede, was what it was called. Um, there's some JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Chainsaw Man and other stuff that I don't follow myself. I know some other people who care about that, so good for them. But it's not doing much for me. It Bleach. Oh yeah, there's a Bleach uh, trailer <laughs> of all the things, right? Bleach. I was never a fan of that when it was the, on. the shonen the shonenest of the shonen shit yeah. i i read some of the manga that um was taikubo made the manga if i remember right the who famously yeah i think so famously can't draw backgrounds is the the joke uh well he can't he can't uh he can't just story either <laughs> well um what else do we have on the rundown here uh i think we're, we're running into an hour here uh, I didn't quite get to. We still got stuff to. We still got let, stuff to cover. Let me do the. Let me do um, podcasts and then hit me with another story. Uh, quick. I only okay. have. I have a very quick podcast run now. That is Hog Story. Had episode three hundred five. Pretty Brown, uh, which came out in Hog Story. I believe it's still once a week, but they did two shows in the last week, so I don't know what's happening with that. Behind the schemes. Uh, did a little thing different. Uh, they had episode 105, Parachemistry and the Bye Bye Baby. This was Boobery's solo show. Lavash was uh, out on partying somewhere, I guess. He was too busy for behind the schemes. I think he called in the show, oh. though, so he, he did appear on it. But he had Boobery, Mothman of the Miniocalypse, uh, actually did a, a solo show, which I know he, he's done before, but he pulls it off pretty well. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I'm sure Lavash will be back for the next Monday's uh, episode. Uh, Bowl after Bowl had episode 173, Bowl with Dangalore, <laughs> and Bowl after Bowl had an interesting change to their website. Uh, usually, when I want to copy the names for these podcasts, I just go to the website and I pull off the, the latest one. And usually for bowlafterbowl.com, you go to bowlafterbowl.com and then you do, I think it's slash EP or something and you get the episodes. And this time when I clicked on the episode list, I didn't get the episode list. I got something oh. better, which is the 404 page for Bowl After Bowl. So if you go to the homepage and you click on episodes, you get the 404 page. But let me tell you something. I don't know if you, if uh, this is... Uh, apparent to anyone but me but the episode the 404 page is actually better than the old episode page <laughs> because what's on it is just a table of the last like uh, seven episodes 10 episodes so i'm just saying the uh the 404 page is actually easier for me to work with so i like it i just did bowlafterbowl.com slash ep slash and it gave me the latest episode um eps so maybe yeah, but, so maybe it's if you don't use the slash. Let's see. Nope. Uh, without the slash, still happened. Hmm. Very interesting. You must have just uh, you must you must have just hit it like a bad moment. Nope. Uh, maybe it was uh, maybe it was a cosmic ray. Click on the toolbar. Click on episodes on the toolbar. Tool yeah, it goes to slash oh, EPS. 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 Yeah. Yep. Four hundred four page. Yep. But look at the four hundred four page. There you go, page. Sir Spencer. Look at the 404 page. It's actually, it has all the info I want anyway. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love it. Don't change a thing. <laughs> Good work, Sir Spencer. Um, what else? We had um, right after this show, uh, we're going to have Abs in a Six Pack is doing a live show with uh, lovely Carolyn Blaney. And I think they're, uh, what are they, what letter are they Best on now? Best of the D's. The best D you ever had. Tune into Abs in a Six Pack. For the best, yeah. D. If you if you want if you want to hear if you want to hear them giving it the D, I get, they're giving us the D. If I, you think about it, I got some D six for you, baby. Oh, Carolyn's gonna give us the D. I only take D twelve. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Uh, that's the that's it for my rundown. Uh, I didn't see a grumpy old Benz. I didn't see a uh, a angry tech. There was a grumpy old Benz today. 
And I got okay. to listen to uh, at least uh, at least half of it before I had to pack up to head home from work. Oh yeah, I see it got posted. Yeah. It wasn't there last time I when I looked earlier. Uh, yeah, must well, have it's there now. Snuck it in on me, huh? Not really. You just weren't paying attention. Well, I get busy. You know what I mean. Well, that's Diggity. it for the that's it for the other podcasts. Uh, there's, I, I'm thinking of adding something else to there. I'm I'm gonna play around through uh, some of these different shows and see if maybe there's some other no agenda shows that we can uh, pay attention to. I certainly listen to more than I list here, but uh, I might change up my list that I uh, I actually comment and on. Tell pe and tell people what. Uh... What Nick the Rat did last week, so they're prepared for this week. Yeah, last week Nick the Rat was on. Um, I chatted with him in chat a little bit when he was starting the show, but I don't think he has a show tonight. I don't know. Maybe no. I'm completely wrong. I I think he might be off. I'm not sure about that it's one. It's Wednesday, though. I know. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I could be yeah, completely weird. wrong. Let's see. Um, if, if if there's no yeah, if there's no show tonight, it's Indu's fault. It's uh, if there is a show tonight, it's my fault for giving you bad info. All right, that's all I got. Cold, give me a news story. All right, have you ever heard of Nan Metal? I've heard of Nan Memory. No, this is something different. Nan, this is this is a uh, island in Micronesia that thousand, yeah, almost a thousand years ago had this huge stone city built up on it that just as just as strangely became uninhabited interesting apparently apparently this uh this place nan metal was the inspiration for Rella in hp lovecraft's cthulhu mythos okay i've got cthulhu so, yeah, on I, the brain I, I, I came through, I, I found this because, I mean, every so often I see a link to Atlas Obscura. And I'm like, oh, Atlas Obscura, I'm going to check this out because they always seem to have neat stuff. And yeah, I mean, looking at the pictures here, definitely an interesting place to visit by the look of things. So I've, I'm on the Wikipedia article and there's a list of where it was featured on television it says it was featured on Destination Truth, where the ruins are said to be haunted. It was featured on Ancient Alien Season 6, Episode 9, which focuses, focuses on its possible extraterrestrial origins. It was featured on uh, National Geographic TV series, which I presume was playing it a little more straight. And it also says featured on What on Earth, uh, where it makes mention of some other things uh that i don't think are important i don't think what on earth is a mainstream show someone's sneaking this one in on us that's probably something lame like a podcast i yeah. think so apparently yeah but apparently so this this place like originally they're building artificial islets like little islands around there uh, about it says in the article around 8th and 9th century a.d but this city was built up around the 12th and 13th century. At the same at the same time, Notre Dame was being built in Paris and Angkor Wat in Cambodia. But this is nowhere near those places. And yeah, so essentially, essentially they built like their own little Polynesian Venice. Hmm. Do you think they wrote super progressive uh, instructions on the walls there that you could? Uh you know, tell you to uh, practice eugenics and uh, keep the population under a certain level and uh, give no, all your money more, to build No, more likely, more likely it, would, it would be stuff that says, like, all your base are belong to the Sardilar dynasty. <laughs> okay. Appar apparently, one of, the things that, one of the things they did was they'd, for they'd force the local chieftains of the area they contact, or conquered or ruled over to move to this city so instead instead of instead of having being in their own power base they had to be in this other location where they're right under the thumb of the rulers hmm. interesting so that's the power yeah, of the emperor sardaukar yeah <laughs> yes i still haven't seen the dune movie did you see the dune movie the, here here's here's the thing though Oh. So that that place 
was doesn't have fresh water and there's it was nowhere to really grow food there which meant that everything had to be had to be shipped in okay so, so it when you think when you think about things like that it it makes sense that they would uh quickly abandon it yeah it sounds like because, a punishment I mean, what, you know yeah. it's kind of like uh the corner of the room you gotta go sit there and there's nothing fun to do there you know there's no fresh water and you're yeah. completely dependent on someone else and uh, when you put it that way, it seems obvious why no one wants to live there. It's uh, sounds like a shithole. Yeah, you're, unless you're the unless you're the ruler, you're there because you're pretty much forced to. And even if you are the ruler, well, you've got a like everything everything you eat and drink has to be brought in from somewhere else, which makes the site not that secure. Because if somebody cuts off your uh, your like trade lines well then you're just gonna starve or thirst to death huh. well i don't know i try not to do that sometimes yeah. you should go it's, through... it's not fun it's not fun thirsting to death i know i i've seen i've seen people go that way on some of the anime boards hmm. too much drool you know they got dehydrated <laughs> yep. they're there too long there's uh the carpet gets soggy and uh they get dried out it's bad news, boys. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I I feel bad that we're going over time here because uh, we have Abs in a Six Pack wants to go live right after this uh, with the best of the Ds. And I think we should wrap it up here and do our post-show boosts. I think there's only one or two that came in. No, there, there, there is, uh, there's a few of them. I, oh. see, I see three here. All right. Why don't you run them down? All right. So first off... We got 89.89 sats from Carolyn Blaney, and she says, Feeling fine. That pizza tactics game is tough. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm doing it wrong. Ah, uh, starting the pizza tactics you, usually, game club. Usually maybe is one word, Carolyn. Just a, just a pro tip there. Maybe. <laughs> Next is 77.77 sats from Carolyn, and this time she said, Oh, I'll be on abs in a six-pack at about 8 p.m. ET tonight for the best of the D's. We're going to have fun. Yeah, there you go. Yeah! Okay, and... and finally, finally, we got 80,085 sats, <laughs> 80085, or boobs, from none other than <laughs> Sir Spencer, who says, Boobs boost for strike witches, Woo! followed by uh, Peach and what looks like... Could be a uh, a lemming from the Lemmings game about to spank the peach. <laughs> spank the peach with lemmings. That was my favorite lemming. Okay, we talked about that, and we never went back around. You know, there's people who wanted to. We wanted to know what's your favorite lemming, right? The peach spanker was my favorite lemming. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Sir, Sir Spencer says it's clearly a witch. Oh. But it doesn't look like a witch to my on my screen. She is a witch. She's smacking the peach. Uh, I mean, I'd smack the peach, and I'm not a witch. <laughs> okay. I think that's enough uh, fun for us before we get burned at the stake. <laughs> Probably. Oh, man. Canada must translate emojis poorly, says Sir Spencer. Also, there's a claim that the Bull After Bull website has been fixed, so we'll check that out. Go to bowlafterbowl.com yep. and see for yourself. Uh, until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. And keep it fruity, boys. Adios. I had a good woman. But she laid down, honey, and died. Oh, I had a good woman. But she laid down and died. Don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't satisfied?